Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley. And as always, we're working on your financial freedom today, my friends. I woke up, and as usual, I get on my bike and ride my bike for 45 minutes and look at the news and then get off and get some breakfast and sit down and think about what I'm going to do a radio show on, watch a little TV while I'm eating breakfast just to catch the news. I always like to look at the uh, the lie to the left and lie to the right, I call it, <clears throat> because, you know, both stations are lying to you, and there's only two stations left anymore, CNN and Fox. Everything else is gone. There's no real reporting anymore. We know that, but that's, that's here and there. Uh, it is what it is. I don't like it that way. I used to like it better when there was actual news and reporting. You'd find things out. But nowadays, there's nothing like that. So... You watch, and if you're smart, and I've, well, that was pretty aggressive of me to tell you what I do and say if you're smart, you do this. But the, the bottom line is I think most of us realize if we're going to get any little teeny bit of common sense out of what's going on in the country or the world, we have to watch, you know, five minutes of one side and five minutes of the other side and then get on, go on the Internet with that information and look up the truth. That's the bottom line, because uh, you're not going to get the straight, straight facts from these guys. Well, irrespective, I rant. Um, today I heard it. I heard it again. And I've been hearing this on a regular basis each morning as I turn on the news and sit down to eat my breakfast. What is it I heard? Dow Jones is down. Dow Jones is down. Dow Jones is down. Wow, NASDAQ is down, NASDAQ is down, Russell is down, Russell is down, 
Futures are down. Down, 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 down. Now, we can look at this thing scientifically. We can look at it emotionally. We look at it uh, you know, from all different angles. But the reality of the fact is, is that this virus out there, right, this coronavirus, I believe they're calling it, has disrupted international economics. And for anybody to tell you anything different than that would probably either be a whole lot smarter than the people that are giving us the news uh, or someone that just doesn't want you to believe the reality of what's going on. And when you take hundreds of thousands of people in each country and you tell them they can't go places and can't do things and they start worrying, they stop spending, they stop buying, you stop trade. And so everything slows down. And what is it going to do to the stock market? It's going to butcher it. There's no doubt. In fact, I'm surprised it's only down a couple thousand, you know, points or whatever it is, totally off from 29,000. You know, it's high. It's now down to 26,000. So it's down 3,000 points. That's nothing. It could have gone down to 20,000 easily. And it might still. You realize before the, uh, the end of this thing, it could go down to 20,000. So there you are. You lost 30% of the net value of your lifetime savings, which means nothing to you unless what? Unless you expect to retire in the next five years. So if you do, what do you do now? Do you get out now? You say, maybe I need to get out at 26 so it doesn't go to 20. That would be maybe a logical thing to do. Or maybe you take the most volatile stocks out of your stock plan and get rid of those and save the ones that don't move very much because they're stable and never really gone anywhere and they're not really problematic. Maybe that's a logical thing. I've read about four or five articles on what you should do. They all come down to something like that. They're all saying, boy, if you get everything out right now and you buy out and it goes back up, then boom. But here's what they're not telling you. Think about this for a second. If you have $100 and you lose 50% of it, you now have $50. Now, if you want to get back to $100, can you earn how much do you have to earn? Well, you lost 50% to get to where you're at, but you're going to need a 100% gain on that $50. That $50 is going to have to gain 100% to get back. So you lost 50 you got to gain 100 to get back. That's a bizarre thing people don't realize. If you lose, you know, 10%, you got to get 20% back. So, because why? Because you're losing your capital. You're actually losing your capital. Wise guy, poet once said, I think his name is Will Rogers, great Texas poet, said, don't talk to me about the return on my investment until you talk to me about the return of my investment. I want my money back. Now, think of this. We've taught you on real estate to go in there, buy something, renovate it, make it worth more, refinance your money out, and have nothing in your deal. Now, the real estate goes up, 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 maybe it goes down, maybe it goes sideways, what it doesn't bother you. And during that whole time, you're getting checks, rent, in the mail. This is the beginning of the month right now. I don't even know what day of the month it is. I'm not paying attention. It's the 5th. So that means we've already collected five days worth of rent. By the 10th, we'll have it all in. Wow. People are dying of coronavirus all over the world. 
And not one person has not paid his rent this month because of the coronavirus. Yet the stock market has dropped 30%. Hmm, interesting. Which one seems more volatile to you? Which one seems safer if you were trying to retire, right? Now, you look at the stock market. I just pulled up a little stock chart here, and I see that it's down to 26000 right now. But way, way, way back in uh, 2019, right, uh, what appears to be January of 2019, I can't tell on the chart exactly, it hit 22000 so if just last January can hit 22,000, we've got the largest virus that we've had in years coming up. Ooh, doggies. Could it go down to 20,000? Very likely it could go down to 20,000. So you've gone from 29,000 back down to 20. Now you've lost one third of everything you own in life. How many times in life have you lived through that very thing? I ask this of people all the time. How many downturns have you lived through and waited for five or ten years for the stock market to come back up to where it was at when it first went down. And yes, if you stuck in there and you never pulled your money out because you didn't have to pull it out, but all that earning time, all that time it was just getting back to where it used to be, was lost earning power. During all that time that it was coming back, and some guy wrote this article said this craziest thing I've ever heard. He said, only... He said, 83% of the time, the stock market is going up. And then whatever the rest of the time, it's either going sideways or down. So that's interesting because you realize if you had a million dollars and tomorrow you have 500,000, that it could go up to 501,000 and he, in his wisdom, would be telling you, you are going up. You're not going up. I would like to know the net number of days that a person's investment was net less than its peak. They won't tell you that, will they? That's not something they want you to know. So they're not going to calculate anything that way. They're never going to give you the statistics that would tell you don't do what my business, my industry wants you to do. Right? So when you really look at this situation... We got to look at a couple of things right here, face on the face. Is it the wisest thing to do to pull out all your money when your stock market is down? Probably not. All right. Question number two Is the stock market already down? Ooh, at 26,000, I'm hearing the pundits on TV going, Well, we're starting to feel some, some upward signs, so a little bit of pull. You know, maybe the futures are saying it might not go down any further. But what if tomorrow there's dead, 10 dead people in New York City or some cruise ship ignites with this stuff and it kills 50 people out of 1,000 people on a boat? What do you think the stock market's going to do that one day? I'll tell you what it's going to do. It's going to go down 1,000 points in one day. You know it. I know it. It's just waiting for that. Now what happens if this virus breaks free somewhere. You know, you've got a lot of countries that are third world countries that something like this could get away from you. What's that going to do? We'll take a short break. We'll be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. 
Dell says the things you just can't say to your friends, boss, kids, financial planner, spouse, even the cat. Need him to deliver the message for you? Don't worry. Dell's past show archives are just a mouse click away. So go to DellOnTheRadio.com and turn your speakers up for everyone to hear. Dell delivers his daily Dellisms and liberating unconventional wisdom 24 hours a day at DellOnTheRadio.com. We know you're out there, hiding in plain sight, living a life of quiet desperation, wondering if you're going to beat your money to the grave. There's a better way, a better life at Lifestyles Unlimited. It's time to live the life you deserve. You can only do that by creating passive income. Let us show you how. It's just two hours. It can't be worse than another meeting about meetings or another mindless night in front of the TV. Go to fivewayswemakemoney.com. That's fivewayswemakemoney.com. Are you tired of sitting in rush hour traffic? Are you worn out from your extremely long work commute and thinking, I need a new career or a better way of making more money? You don't need a new job. You need a passive income stream. At Lifestyles Unlimited, we have been teaching people real estate investing for the past 29 years. Lifestyles Unlimited will teach you the five ways to make money with real estate investing. One way is equity capture. Equity capture is when you buy an asset for less than what it's worth. If you buy a house for $50,000 in a neighborhood that's in the $90,000 range, you put $20,000 into improvements, then you've just captured $20,000 in equity, and that amount goes directly towards your net worth. Lifestyles Unlimited will teach you about equity capture and the other ways real estate makes you money. Visit us at LifestylesUnlimitedAustin.com today. That's Lifestyles Unlimited. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. LimitedAustin.com to learn the map to financial freedom in less than five years. Our free workshop calendar is available at LifestylesUnlimitedAustin.com. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show, and today we're talking about the Dow Jones going down, 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 down. As we speak right now, I'm looking on the Internet, it's around 700 points down. Um, you know, you look at this stuff and you wonder, you ask yourself this question. Every time the stock market goes down and you get stuck with a giant loss, don't you ask yourself why? Why did I do this? You know, <laughs> okay, hold on, guys. This is serious stuff I got to get my, my brain back into. Somehow a cat got locked in my studio. And, uh, oh, there we go, rescue. Somebody just took him out. All right, sorry about that. So the question is, you know, how many times have you gotten yourself stuck in this situation where the stock market, you know, had, has gone down on you and you've seen your life savings dwindle right before your eyes. Every time it's very emotional, every time it's very painful, and every time you say, well, 
I'm going to get out of this. I can't take this stress anymore. And I did the first time I lost all my money in the stock market, or not all of it, but a very large chunk of it. I said, I'm out. I said, like, rule number one, never lose money. I told myself, I, I can lose my own money. I don't need to be doing that. I came up with a set of rules that have made me a multi-multi-millionaire um, by not following what everybody else did. And you've heard that, and I'll go through them a thousand times for you. But right now, I just want to get back to this point. The first point is to understand that there's something wrong with your brain. For you to stay in something like the stock market is like someone staying in an abusive relationship. I had a psychiatrist one time, and this was a long time back that I read this article, and I did a whole show on it then. So this is kind of off the top of my head, but I think it's pretty close. The psychiatrist equated people being in the stock market and living through a downturn and over and over again, seeing it go up and down, up and down, was like going to a battered woman's shelter. And you can interview every single battered woman, and they say exactly the same thing which is exactly what every person's in the stock market says, which is what? Boom. My husband hit me for the first time. I didn't know how to take it. I, I was shocked. I was in pain. I was confused. And that's like when that, Dow, when that stock market hits you the first time. Boom. You were shocked. I remember when the Dow Jones or when the stock market crashed on me on Black Monday. That was my birthday, 2000. I don't know. It was 1997, 87. Yeah, I think it was 87. Um, October 19th, my, my birthday is the 20th, so when I woke up and it happened, um, it was amazing. I mean, the shock that I was in, the pain that I was in, it was unbearable. I didn't know what to do. So I could have divorced the stock market right then and there, by the way. I waited for another two or three months to do it, thinking that maybe it'd come back, maybe it'd come back, maybe it'd come back. You know, and I think that's what the wife is sitting there when she's beat and battered the first time. She's thinking, it was just a mistake. He just made a mistake. He was drunk. It's not going to happen ever again. It wasn't his fault. Maybe I did something to make it happen. Maybe it was just a freak thing. Maybe he's under a lot of stress. It's really okay that, you know, it, it, no, it's not okay. Okay, I understand it's not okay. But, but, but I can't leave yet. I got to wait and see what's going to come out of this. And then we have what we call the investment trap. The investment trap is I can't go, I can't get away from the pain. I can't get away from the abuse because I'm highly invested. I'm invested in my marriage. I'm invested in my family and my kids and my home. I can't leave. Even though he beat me, I can't leave. In the stock market, even though it beat you, my life savings, my 401k, my IRA, what would I do if I got my 401k and my IRA and everything out of the stock market? Where would I put it? I would be like a naked baby laying in the street with no human idea of what to do. That's how vulnerable I'd be. And that's what that wife saying to herself. If I leave, I'm alone. I'm broke. I don't have a job. I've got kids. What am I going to do? But ah. Uh, you know what happens. The stock market comes back a little bit. And the husband apologizes and promises to never do it to them again. Right? And you try to come up with some, you know, trust. And we're going to build trust again. Given enough time, we'll build some trust, honey. Believe me. And the stock market's saying the same thing to you. Watch. Look, I'm going up. I'm going up. I'm getting better. And you're starting to feel better. And eventually you forget about it. Right? And then one day you come home and bam, he hits you again. And this time, bam, bam, he hits you twice. And man, that stock market dropped twice this week, didn't it? Boom, boom, there you go. 
Think about it. Think of the pain each time you woke up and it was down again. Can you say that again? Let's say it louder. Again. Jeez. That's what it must feel like to be a battered wife knowing that she's living with someone who is beating her, destroying her, ruining her life. Yet all she has to do is walk out the door. Oh, come on. Don't let all you liberals get in my face and go crazy on me. You know she just walked out the door, never comes back, and it's over. Well, you lose everything. Yes, you lose everything because you never had anything because you invested into the wrong investment. The stock market is the wrong investment. A bad man is the wrong investment. Hey, take responsibility. But it's not my fault. It's the stock market's fault. It's the economy's fault. It's the president, new president's fault. It's China's fault. It's somebody's fault out there. It's not my fault that he came home and knocked this living snot out of me. No, it's not your fault. But it is your problem. And again, all you have to do is walk out the door. Put down your stocks and walk out the door. Give up. The beating and the batter. You don't need to put up with it. But whoa, as you're contemplating leaving, the scars heal, the wounds heal. Your relationship is now cold. You don't love the stock market anymore. And you don't believe the stock market is going to be your retirement dream that you thought it was going to be. But you just don't know what else to do. And so you can't get out. You stay, just like every married woman that stays after she's had a battering and multiple beatings. She stays. You say, why doesn't she turn them into the police? Why don't these people sue their financial investors, financial advisors? And so you come back and you try to create a bond. You say, look, I'm, I'm only going to stay this time if we have some rules, first of all. you know. And I'm going to turn you in. The next time you do, I'm going to turn you into the police. And I'm going to get you thrown in jail or whatever. So we've got to have some rules here. And you're going to start. And the guy agrees to the rules and this and that. And the stock market agrees to the rules. Your financial planner goes, look, I won't beat you anymore. What we'll do is we'll diversify. And your husband comes home and says, I won't come home if I'm drunk. I'll stay out. Or if you don't feel safe with me, go in the room and lock the door. We'll put locks. And you make whatever rules you make do you think will make it safer. In the stock market, you call it diversification. But you know as well as I do when the stock market drops, it drops on everybody. You know, there's this guy that was a stock financial planner, portfolio manager who said, I'm not embarrassed that my clients lost 40% of everything they invested because everybody else besides me, their clients lost 50%. So my clients, I actually did them a 40% better job or a 10% better job. They're 10% better off because they were with me. Wow. Now that's some sick slanted stuff, huh? We'll be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Talk 13-7, the right choice. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today I've been comparing the stock market ride to that of a battered woman and that, you know, you're getting beat up every single time it happens, that you're allowing it, you know you're allowing it, you know that you could walk away from it, but you won't walk away from it. Uh, we can have all the sympathy in the world and empathy in the world for you. It doesn't do you any good. You're getting the shit kicked out of you for what reason? Because you won't walk away. Same thing is true the Dow Jones. If you lose, if you're 70, 65, 70 right now and you lose half everything you own because of this, uh, you know, coronavirus and, and the world's economy collapse, you know, I have empathy for you, but I have no sympathy for you. I've been for 30 years telling you to get out. None of my mega millions of dollars will be touched by this coronavirus I, unless it kills me, you know. Other than that, it's just, it's not going to affect me in a way that it would affect you, you know, no matter how much the economy goes up and down. Generally, what happens is, is the apartment business is on the bottom end of it. In other words, when people can't afford homes anymore and they're losing their jobs, they have to move into apartments. And so apartments have more occupancy. When the economy gets weak and people don't, can't afford to get jobs, they have to go to a cheaper place to live, which is cheaper to live in a small apartment unit than it is a big house. And so housing, you know, just shifts directions. People got to live somewhere. Sometimes two and three families have to move in together to afford rent, but they have to live somewhere. Right. And so, you know, number one, don't lose money. If you never sold when the Dow Jones was or when the stock market was down, you would never lose money. Uh, effectively, you have paper losses, but you don't have any real losses until you sell. You don't have any losses, um, but you don't have any money either. So effectively, rule number one in my game plan is you don't lose money as well. Let's not sell either of them. We don't lose money. Number two. And by the way, when I buy real estate, I make all my money on the front end. I don't hope for appreciation. In fact, I don't even count on appreciation. If it comes, that's just icing on the cake. Number two, there's got to be cash flow. Well, you've got no cash flow coming out of your 401k, your stock market. You're putting money into it. It's not bringing money out unless you're already retired and you're living off of it. But I'll tell you what. I was looking at my savings accounts the other day. This is this is a true story. I was looking at my savings accounts when interest rates were two and a half percent on savings uh, a few months ago before the interest rates started going down. I was bringing in about forty five, forty seven thousand dollars a month in interest only, um, and now it's down to like twenty eight thousand. Uh, now I got a lot of money, so there's a lot of interest. So, boom, that doesn't really mean anything to you. But let's just take it down to you. Let's say you're trying to live on, you know, four thousand dollars a month in interest. And all of a sudden, boom, that's 2000 That's brutal, guys. That is brutal. And when you look at the people who are just barely making it, it's brutal. But you got to ask yourself a question. Could you, at that any age that you're going to retire, afford to lose half or even 40% of your net worth in the plan that you have today? Well, you know, let's not lose it, number one. Number two, let's have cash flow. Let's make sure that... Even if the value of a piece of paper that we own, this is the value of my real estate on a piece of paper, this is my value of my stock market, stocks on, in my portfolio, even if the piece of paper goes up and downs and jumps around, we don't lose any sleep. Why? Because we have income coming in. You know, bonds. If you have a really good paying bond 
and you're making interest off of it, the bond goes up and down. You know, somebody's willing to pay you more or less to buy the bond, but the bond's there for 10 years, right? And if you just hold on to the bond, you never sell the bond at the end of 10 years. It's worth what it's worth. But during all that time, you've got income. So you really don't care what the fluctuation is in the bond because you're not going to sell the bond, right? Unless you're some kind of a bond trader or something like that, which is a completely different thing. It's like real estate. There's flippers and wholesalers and traders and, and all those kinds of people, which is irrelevant to what we do. We are not doing that. We're buying, holding, and making income. So if we have enough income, then we don't care what the rest of the world does. And number three, you can't get rich slow. Hey, when we do hit it on these deals, the rates of return in totality of real estate is 10 times, 20 times higher than the stock market. Now, they lie to you. They go, okay, well, real estate only earns about 6% appreciation a year. That is garbage, the way they analyze that. The stock market, they say, averages 10%. Okay, if it never goes down and averages 10, that's great. I love it. But here's the deal. That's 10% that's taxed, which means you really only take home uh, seven, six or seven, depending on what tax bracket you're in. But what's even more interesting than that is that they're talking about making 6% not leveraged. So if I go buy a $100,000 house, let's say, and I put $5,000 down to buy it, which I can, by the way, I show you how to do that if you come to my seminar, and I buy it for this price, and it appreciates, right? It appreciates by 6%, which would be $6,000. That 6% of the, of the total value is a 110% increase in what I put down. My 5,000 went up by 6,000. That's over 100% gain. Now let's talk about the cash flow. Let's say I make $500 a month cash flow each month for 12 months. That's $6,000 a year. There's another $6,000 on my 5,000. So that's another 110%. So at this point, I'm at 220% return. Now you throw in the fact that those gains are tax-free or tax-deferred. That adds another 10 or 15, 20% because of taxes, 30% taxes. So now that, that return is equivalent to 250% return. What, how are you comparing that to the stock market? It's not even close. I've never seen anybody put their money in the stock market one year and two years later retire three or four years later be a multimillionaire from just putting some money in? Nah, guys, you get it all twisted. So we gotta do a couple things here. We have to realize, number one, you're going to have to get out of the stock market somehow. I could do a whole show on how to get out. You could do it anywhere from just pull the Band-Aid off and pay the taxes on the gains, um, if there are any, and be thankful there are some. Remember, taxes are not that bad. That means you actually did something positive. You made some money. Now, if you would have made that money in real estate, you wouldn't be paying those taxes. But again, hindsight is twenty twenty. I know it. You don't know it. I've been doing it for 30 years, and I've saved thousands of pawns, actually tens of thousands of people. Those problems that you're having today by getting them out, getting them into cash, getting them into real estate, and then from that point on, having leveraged high rates of return, leverage return with tax deferral through depreciation and tax avoidance through 1031 exchanges, all of which is part of the class. Let's teach you how to do it, right? And, but you're going to have to get over this, this uh, battered wife syndrome. If you don't get over the battered wife syndrome or what we call the, um, well, let's just go with the battered wife until now. Um, you're going to be unable to pull yourself free, right? 
Oh, it's called the investment trap. That's what it's called. You are stuck in the investment trap. I've got my money invested. Now think about it. My money was at, let's say I had 100000 in the bank, and it goes down to eighty. What do you say to yourself? You say, boy, that's really, really terrible. If it goes back up to 90, I'm going to get out. And then it goes down from 80 to, to 60. Now you're devastated. Now you're thinking, oh, my God. If it would even go back up to the 80 it was just the other day, I'd get out at 80. And then it goes up to 70. And all those things you told yourself the other day about how bad and if you would get out, you would. If you could, you would. All go away. Because now you're comfortable again. You're back living with the husband. The kids have a few things at school that are fun. You may be going on a vacation. You forgot about the pain. The bruises have all healed up. The black and blue's gone. The scars are starting to go away. You forgot. And so you stay there. And you stay status quo to 70, to 75, to 80, to 85. Getting close to get up to 100%. You say, my money's back again. Wow. There's your chance. You could get out. Your money's back. You've lost all the income that you could have earned with that money for the last 5, 10 years. You've lost the ability as a battered woman to go create another family, another life over the last 10 years. But here's your chance. Maybe this is your chance. Maybe if the stock market rallies out of this $3,000 loss, maybe that's enough for you to get the guts up to get out. If you can get out, I can show you how to turn your life around financially. But I can't help you. You know, I just can't help you if you stay in that battered relationship. If you're willing to move out, get out of there. We can stick you in a battered woman's shelter. Oh, yeah, you'll be embarrassed. You're embarrassed that you have to go to the shelter. You're embarrassed that you made really bad decisions. So is everybody else. That's why we're here. Take a short break. Be right back with the Dell Walmsley Radio Show. Lifestyles Unlimited is the real estate investor education and mentoring group that has been taking people by the hand and teaching them how to invest in real estate for over 28 years. Our students have been so successful at creating wealth and passive income that they have won local, state, and national investor of the year awards 12 of the last 12 years. It's easy to see why Think Realty Magazine named us the best in the U.S. If you're ready to add real estate to your portfolio, go to lifestylesunlimitedaustin.com to access our free live training event schedule. Ask any of the members or mentors here at Lifestyles Unlimited, the real estate education and mentoring group, and they will tell you it's not how smart you are or how long and hard you work. It's whether you have the right map to begin with. Will your current career path lead you to financial independence? Visit LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com now to meet some of the members who are on the right map and on their way to financial freedom. Whether you're new to real estate investing or consider yourself a seasoned pro, Lifestyles Unlimited can take you to the next level. Visit LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com to take your first step. Talk 1370, the right choice. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today I've just been beating up on the stock market and on people that are 
have their life savings invested in it and hoping and dreaming that someday that the wicked witch of the West will change and be the, the silent, you know, angel that will come along and give them retirement. Isn't going to happen, folks. You know, you can dream and dream and hope and hope, but just about the time you need that money, there's going to be another coronavirus or something other than that. 8,000 billion opportunities for the world to crash. And what do you need? You need some type of income that doesn't crash, that isn't controlled and manipulated and motivated by politics or international business or any of that stuff. You need a rent house where someone pays you rent every month because somebody needs a place to live and there's more people than there are places to live. That is the economic reality of a rental house. Uh, there's all kinds of business things in doing a rental house that can make it very profitable or not so profitable. That's what we teach is how to do this stuff correctly. But when you do, you're not going to stay up nights worrying or wake up in the morning worrying every time you see the news that the Dow Jones have just crashed again, right? So let me read you an email that I got. Let's see what date this was. March 4th. I guess that's yesterday. I got this email in. It's uh, from Matthew. He said, I wanted to share with you my getting laid off story, since it's a topic of today's show. My background is petroleum engineering, and I worked in the oil and gas industry for the last six years. In November 1, I got called at 4.45 p.m. saying that I had an option to take a pay cut or get laid off with a severance package. I asked if I could have a few days to discuss this decision with my family. They said no, and I had to make the decision within the next 15 minutes. I decided to get laid off because I was looking for an excuse to leave the oil industry anyway. I am a passive investor in three multifamily deals, so I have no worries about being out of work for a while. Uh, there you go, folks. I have no worries about being out of work. He's got investments in three different apartment complexes that are paying him passive income to live on when he doesn't have a job. He goes on and says, I did get a new job with the Texas Railroad Commission after about three months of being unemployed. So there you go. There's three months, right? There's three months. The last thing I'd like to leave you with is this other story I saw on the Internet. I was going through all this this morning, and it's called The Biggest Lie. Um, and basically what the biggest lie says, I'm going to take about eight pages and summarize it for you, is that 50% of the United, 50% of all U.S. citizens spend more than 50% of what they earn on survival stuff like housing, food housing, and so forth. And that about somewhere around 50, 60% of the people can barely afford, um, to save anything. So, this, you know, savings really isn't even a possibility for 50 to 60% of Americans because they're living right at using every penny they make just to survive. Then it goes on and says that the people that have incomes below 50% median are actually living in a, in a situation where their income doesn't even provide a, a livable standard, okay? And then it goes on and says, here's what the biggest lie is. After seeing data like this, it's hard for me to understand how any sort of expense tracking, goal setting, or system is going to fix it. Yes, some percentage of U.S. households don't have the knowledge or habits mindset to improve these uh, financial situation. You can't probably think of you can probably think of a few people like this from your own personal life. But remember, n equals one. 
while there is lots of people who are in financial trouble because of their own actions, there are also lots of people with good financial habits who just don't have sufficient income to improve their finances. That's why the biggest lie in personal financing is if you can, that you can be rich if you can just cut your spending. My friends, all Dave Ramsey, and I know that it's not a complete, complete explanation of Dave Ramsey's concept, you know, to cut his spending and save. But the bottom line is, even if you do what Dave says, you're never going to be rich that way. And I'm willing to debate him live. I know I saw him the other day, he did a radio, somebody sent me a video of him screaming and yelling that everybody else in the world was stupid, that he's the only smart person out there. So I'm willing to go against that. I, I think I can intellectually create arguments against the fact that what he's doing is helping a certain group of people. But the bottom line is, like this article says, that certain group of people that just don't know how to save money and don't know how to budget, they need those, they need that information. But that information alone isn't going to make them rich because they just don't have enough resources. 90% of Americans get up every day and worry about going to work and saving money means they're controlling their potential growth in life on the downside. I see this when people start businesses. They try to control the expenses of the business. But think about it as a business. You can cut the expenses down to near nothing and still go out of business because you have no income. When you realize that income is more important than expenses, then you'll figure out very quickly how to become rich. Everything at Lifestyles is about learning how to control those ratios, getting the income up. Sure, we watch our expenses, but getting the income up is way more important. I always ask this question that I heard somewhere in the seminar I thought was funny when I heard it is, hey, how many of you paid $400,000 in income taxes last year? And I remember no one raised their hand in the room. And then the guy said, you don't have a tax problem. You have an income problem. Because if you made a million dollars a year like I did, you'd be paying $400,000 in taxes. How many of you would rather be in my position? And everybody's hand went up. Well, there you go, folks. The only thing that's different about that story and mine is that how many of you Paid 400, no. How many of you like to make a million so you could? Yes. How would you like to make a million and still not pay the taxes? That's the additional advantage of real estate investing. We make massive amounts of income with the lowest tax rate of a for-profit business out there in the country today and have done so for hundreds of years. I mean, it's been tax laws have been pretty much the same for hundreds of years. You get taxed for hard-earned earnings and not as much for investment earnings. So if you are out there providing housing for people, the government feels that's necessary and they're willing to give you tax protection for doing that type of good work for our government. Hope you enjoyed it and hope you think about what I said today and get out of that stock market sometime soon. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past your podcasts, and join the conversation.
The information and opinions you hear on the Dell Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Dell Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Dell Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Dell Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. A radio dot- Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.